0: My name is Tyler Sitt, and I'm a United Methodist pastor. I'm also a church planter, meaning that I start churches from the ground up. My community, New City Church in South Minneapolis, is only two years old, and we're in a community with a lot of different types of people. We're multi-ethnic, multi-racial. We have as many sexual orientations and gender identities as there are letters in LGBTQIA+. And at New City, about 40% of the people on any Sunday morning don't actively identify as Christian. But across all of these different types of people, I hear a very common refrain. People tell me, I don't like the church because it's judgy. I don't want to identify as a Christian because I don't want people to think I'm judging them. And that language in the Bible about God judging me? No thank you. James 5, 9 is probably up there in the text that they're saying no thank you to. It reads, Beloved, do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. So let's get into this image of judge. What is up with that? Why would James, which is a book that's all lovey-dovey and telling people to work to show signs of love and and that kind of thing, why would James evoke this haunting image of a god with a giant gavel and a robe coming up to judge all the haters and the trolls of the world? (laughs) It's funny because I have these conversations with people at New City about how they don't want a religion that is judgmental. And then I go to protest with them, and we're marching on the streets together, and they're like, you know, we have to hold the people in power accountable. We have to change the things, harming people who can't fight back. We have to march for what is right against what is wrong. So, in other words, in protest, what we're asking for is a judge. We're asking for things to be made right again. We're asking for some type of sign that the people who messed up won't be able to get away with it. That's what judgment means. And so it seems the problem isn't so much that there is judgment because any activist could tell you how things need to be made right and we can't make things right without some sort of assessment or weighing or judging. It seems the problem is who gets to do the judging. The reason why it's so irritating for churchy people to judge our sexuality or dress or dance is because it's like, who died and made you Jesus, you know? It seems like it's too much power that any one human being should be able to hold, the ability to decide whether God is pleased with my boyfriend or not. But then we come to understand who God is, and we get a very different message. In the Advent season especially, we learn that God is a God who unreservedly loves the earth, a God who is among us, who came to us to listen to us and even heal us. And when Jesus would speak out against something when he would flip tables or lead a demonstration riding a donkey, he didn't do it because he wanted to dominate us or control us or manipulate us. He did it because he knew what true love meant and how true love inevitably results in social change. Jesus was and is the good judge, not one who chops at you with shame like an axe, but one who corrects you attentively like a A vineyard keeper training curling vines onto a trellis so that they can grow and produce sweet fruit. This Christmas, I'm going to consider the image of a liberating judge, a God who can work with us to correct what is wrong until all things, with all types of people everywhere, are made right. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to Be Still and Go, Meditations for the Movement. This episode was written and recorded by Reverend Tyler Sitt. As you heard Tyler tell you a bit in the beginning of the episode, Tyler's a church planter and the pastor of New City Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're a community that focuses on environmental racial justice. Now that sounds like a church to me or at least what the church desperately needs to be for the sake of the world and our future. And just like yesterday's episode from Debbie Thomas, remember that one? It was amazing. I've never met Tyler in person, but I first heard him on the Vital Conversations video series produced by the General Commission on Religion and Race in the United Methodist Church. They're incredible. The whole series, everything. Seriously, so many amazing things for you to check out now that you finished today's episode. So you can find out more about New City Church at grownewcity.church. How's that for a website URL? And you can see Tyler's Vital Conversations video and so many other incredible ones at gcor.org. That's G-C-O-R-R dot org. Stands for General Commission on Religion and Race. Get it? And if you find yourself appreciating digital resources from Riverside like this podcast, visit trcnyc.org donate to make a donation and support this show. Be Still and Go, Meditations for the Movement.